Welcome to church. There's a showward assembly, an exciting congregation of God's people, under the pastoral care of Dr. Dennis Eng and his amiable wife, Pastor I.T. Our mission is to raise champions who are passionate for God, winning in life and changing the world. Our vision is to be a growing community of worshippers and ministers from every tribe and tongue, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we go. Showward, raising champions. Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10 and verse 11. Paul is writing to the church and he said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attend, attend to the resurrection from the dead. This is a man after years in Christ Jesus still had a desire to know more of him. And have a fresh experience of the power of his resurrection. And I pray that will be your heart's desire this morning. So this morning I'll be teaching on the power of his resurrection. Amen. The power. Not just to fill our heads with knowledge. But to move us into an experience of more of him. To move us into an experience of more of his power. The same power that brought him from the dead, and that is the power of his resurrection. Can I have that scripture in the Amplified Bible, please? For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Hallelujah. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection which it exerts over believers. And that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness even to his death in the hope that if possible I may attend to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead. I love this. Even while still in this body. Glory to God. Yeah. You know the remarkable thing about the death and resurrection of Jesus is that in him we died. So Jesus did not only die on the cross of Calvary for you and me, but we died also in him. When he suffered, you suffered with him. When he was smitten, you also shared in, the, shared in the pain. Glory to God. When he hung on the cross, it was you also hanging there on the cross. When he was buried, you were buried with him. And so when he rose from the dead, you are also risen with Christ Jesus. Can somebody say hallelujah? Please, is somebody hear what I'm saying now? And Paul is teaching here, say, Lord, I want to get to understand fully that experience of identifying with him. 
Because the more I identify with what he went through, the more I get to fully and more intimately know him. And when I do that, I will experience the power, the very same power that brought him above all those sufferings, brought him from the dead and gave him triumph over death and over the grave. Can somebody say hallelujah? Can somebody shout hallelujah? A few lessons I would like to share with you concerning the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And let me begin by saying that it shows to us that the word of the Lord cannot fail. His word is forever. His word is not yea and nay. His word is yea. God is not a man, he does not lie. Is not the son of man, he does not repent. Whenever he says a thing, let heaven and earth pass away. Not one jot, not one title of God's word shall fail. When Jesus said he would be killed, he would die, he would be buried, on the third day he would rise from the dead, nothing in all of hell could change that. When Jesus died, the people wanted to make sure he would not rise from the dead. So what did they do? They did not only put him in the grave, they put a big stone over it. They rolled a big stone. The stone was heavy. No human being could effectively, single-handedly roll it away. But like we heard this morning, God sent an angel from heaven who came down and rolled away the stone. And sat on it. Can someone say hallelujah? Christ rose from the dead when it was time. He didn't rise on the first day. didn't rise on the second day. But on the third day, the forces of hell could not keep him in the grave. He rose from the dead. Is someone excited about that? He rose from the dead. Jesus is not in the grave. Jesus is risen. And we celebrate that this beautiful Sunday morning. Luke chapter 24. Let me read the first eight verses. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. They brought what? Spices, perfumes. Why did they do that? Because they did not believe he would rise from the dead. They brought the spices to anoint the dead body because they thought he would be there. So they did not even believe he would rise from the dead. Even the disciples did not believe he would rise from the dead. That's why when they told the disciples, he has risen from the dead, they said, you are talking rubbish. You don't even know what you are talking about. He couldn't have risen from the dead. When Jesus showed himself to his disciples and Thomas was not there, they told him, he said, never, I couldn't have been him. I want to be sure of him. I want to put my finger into the nail print and then touch his eye, then I will believe you. Do you know that even those Pharisees and Pilate and the rest of them, they believed that Jesus would rise more than the disciples. They did. <laughs> That's why they posted soldiers there so that he will not rise. They went to Pilate and said, look, that deceiver, that man said when he dies and they put him in the grave, that on the third day he will rise. Now, these were unbelievers who believed more than the believers. So they got soldiers to stand guard over the grave. The disciples did not even believe he would rise. But Pilate and his gang, they put soldiers there. Completely armed. When Jesus rose from the dead, and they were embarrassed, 
that their security failed. They tell the soldiers, no problem. You know what we'll do? We'll defend you before the king. I want you to say that the disciples came in the night while we were sleeping. Sleeping soldiers. While we were sleeping, the disciples, they came to steal the body and they, we will defend you. You know what they did? They gave them bribe. So bribery did not start today. They bribed soldiers, not police. <laughs> when soldiers are bribed, that is very serious. Very, very serious. They bribed them and said, tell them that we slept. In Roman history, if a soldier slept on duty, he was court martialed. I think probably in every army, soldiers cannot sleep on duty. You expose whatever you are guarding to risk, so you will be court martialed. So for them to go and report themselves that we slept on duty, do you know what that meant? They were trying to commit suicide, but they were ready because the money was big. <laughs> they went with spices. Verse 2. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Glory to God. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. They found that the body was not there. The stone had been rolled away. And you know, I've said it before, let me repeat. The stone was not rolled away to help Jesus to rise from the grave. He was not, the stone was not rolled away so that Jesus would be able to come out of the grave. The stone was rolled away so that people would see that he was not in the grave. Are you with me? Even with the stone intact, he could have come out of the grave. The same power that brought him out of the grave could have made him to go through the, the stone. By the way, the disciples were all, they, they were all in one place and the doors were shut when Jesus appeared in the midst and said, peace unto you. He passed through a wall, so the stone was not a problem. But God wanted the stone rolled away so that we would all be witnesses to the fact that he's not in the grave. Can someone say hallelujah? They went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Go on. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about it. That behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but his reason. Look at this. Remember how we spoke to you when he was still in Galilee? Remember how we spoke to you? Remember how we spoke to you? You came with spices to anoint his body, but he spoke to you. He will not be here. You wasted money on perfumes when he spoke to you, that he will not be here. He spoke to you. He spoke to you. But you have forgotten. Remember how he spoke to you. Verse 7, saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. The third day rise again. Then they remembered his words. His words cannot fail. If he said he will rise again the third day, put all the stone you like Put all the guards you like. He will rise again. No force of hell can stop the fulfillment of God's word. There is an appointed time for God's miracle. And when the time comes, nothing can stop it from happening. 
Are you still here? I don't know what God has said to you. I don't know the promises of God to you. It may seem like it will not come to pass. But on the third day. And for someone here. This is your third day. This is your resurrection day. This is your miracle day. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The people that put him in the grave may think that they have won. Beloved, even the disciples might feel it was over. Some of them went back to their trade. Imagine a man that walked the earth, raising the dead, healing the sick, getting the lame to walk, doing the diverse miracles. He was caught. Listen, I think that Judas himself thought he was playing pranks. He thought he would take the money. They would catch Jesus and he would escape from their hands. Judas might even have thought that Jesus was too much. They could not hang him. He would just take their money. A woof. He was shocked. That's why he regretted it and threw the money at their feet and said, I don't want again. They said, it's too late. It's too late. Judas had been with Jesus. He knew what he was capable of. He thought taking this money, they don't understand the man. I will eat the money. They will not even find him to catch. If they catch him and put the nail, the nail will bounce back. So when he saw them slap him and he didn't slap back, ha, shit, what has happened? He saw them beat him. Blood came out. Say what? Take your money. He said, no, go and eat it. He said, take it. And then they carried it and buy it. Bought land that they were using as graveyard. Went and hung himself. But you know, Jesus went through all of that for you and for me. They thought they had won. The disciples felt they had lost. But on the third day, he rose from the dead. On the third day, he rose from the dead. On the third day, he rose from the dead. The people that mocked him, the people that laughed at him, they were shocked because he rose on the third day just as he said. I don't know what God has said. God will bring that same word to pass Amen. on the third day, on the third day. Beloved, that's why you shouldn't give up on the second day. Don't give up on the second day. For some of us, we are still in the second day. And it seems as if life has come to an end. It has not. The third day is coming. Is somebody still here? The third day is coming. Don't give up on the second day. For some of us, even that first day is too long. But wait for the third day. The third day is coming. I said the third day is coming. I said the third day is coming. The third day is coming. The third day is coming. And nothing will keep away your miracle. You're coming out. I said, you're coming out. You're breaking out. 
you're breaking out you're breaking out victory is coming victory is coming victory is coming can someone say hallelujah second thing I'd like you to note about the death and resurrection of Jesus is that he did not die for himself he died for us Bible says Jesus was sinless he was tempted as we are in all ways and yet without sin. I don't know the temptation you have fallen into. I don't know where you fell. I don't know. You know yourself. The kind of things that, that trap you and somehow you can't get out of it. Now, the Bible says Jesus was tempted even in those things and he did not default. Glory to God. He had no sin. He was the sinless lamb of God. Those days when people sinned and God wanted an, a sacrifice for atonement, he would say, go and take a lamb one year old that was without blemish. One day John the Baptist pointed to his, his disciples to Jesus and said, that is the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So the lamb without blemish in time of old was a type and a shadow of the sinless lamb of God that walked the face of the earth as Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to God. He was the perfect sacrifice for humanity because he was without sin. He did not default in any way. Bible says of the high priest of whole that they would take the sacrifice, the blood, into the holiest of all and they would first offer for their own sins before they would atone for the sins of the people. But this high priest has no sin to atone for. Glory to God. He has no sin. He is perfect. He is sinless. So he died not for his own sins, but he died for our sins. Glory to God. Please listen to this. That is what is special about the death of Jesus. Every man dies. People will always die. But no one died for others except this one. The high priest that year said, don't you know that one person must die for the entire nation to be free? Jesus was the one appointed by God to die so that humanity will be set free. That is what is special about the death and the resurrection of Christ Jesus the Lord. Can someone say hallelujah? Beloved, that is why I have said that we get celebrated and remembered eternally. Not for what we do for ourselves, but what we do for other people. If you die for yourself, if you live for yourself, you will not be remembered. Your death will not be worth celebrating. Your life will not be worth anything, but it is what you die for. Whether it is for your selfish ends or your dying or your living for others, that is what matters. Can someone say hallelujah? Romans chapter 5, let me read 6 to 11. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died not for the godly, but Christ died for who? 
people that are far from God don't understand that it is all about them that we celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus didn't die for church people. Jesus died for the ungodly. Are you with me? Jesus died for who? Come on, let me hear you preach. Jesus died for who? He died for the ungodly. He did not die for the godly. He died for the ungodly. Verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will anyone die. If you're righteous, the death of Jesus will mean nothing to you. Yet perhaps for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ didn't die for us after we became born again, after we became good, after we became righteous. No. He died for us while we were still sinners. Glory to him. He died for us while we were far from God, while we were enemies of the kingdom. He died for us while we were ungodly, when we wanted nothing to do with God. Jesus died for us. Verse 9. Much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Amen? I, I, I pray you have a revelation of what this scripture is saying. Having been justified by the blood of Jesus, it is the blood of Jesus that brings justification to you. No man can stand justified before God by virtue of his works of righteousness. No man will be accepted as good enough by virtue of what he does. No one can please God and be justified by God. It is only the blood of Jesus that atones for us, that makes us one with God. Atonement means atonement. It brings you into unity and intimacy with God. And it is only through the blood of Jesus that can be achieved. Having them be justified by his blood, listen that, having been justified, we shall be saved from wrath. We shall be saved from God's indignation and anger. We shall be saved from the flames of hell through him. Glory to God. He does not only save us from sin and make us righteous. Having made us righteous, having made us accepted in Christ Jesus, he stands to save us from the wrath of God through him. Please, do you understand what I've just said? He guarantees your end. Because having been saved, having been justified by his blood, he ensures that you're saved from God's rod through Jesus. Please get me the, la the next verse. For if when we're enemies, we're reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, having been saved, having become born again, we shall be saved not by our life, but we shall be saved by his life. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what the scripture has said? Having been reconciled to God through the death of Jesus, you 
will be saved through his life. Hold on to his life. Have faith and confidence in his life because that's where your salvation lies. Can someone say hallelujah? Verse 11, and not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Can somebody say glory to God? So Jesus died for you. Jesus died for who? And please listen to this. Even if you were the only one on the face of the earth, he would still have died. I think it would be good for you to think of the death of Jesus like this. Jesus did not just die for the world. Jesus died for you. Because when you say Jesus came to die for the world, it's so, so far off. You understand? So depersonalized. Please, I want you to think that Jesus died for you. Can you say Jesus died for me? Say it again. Jesus died for me. Through his blood, I am reconciled to God. And I will be saved by his life. Can someone say hallelujah? Number three thing I'd like you to learn this Easter Sunday morning. Is that Christ died that he might bring many sons unto glory. Christ died that he might bring many sons unto glory. The Bible says that Jesus was the only begotten son of God. Is that what the Bible says? He was the only begotten son. But God sacrificed the only begotten son so that he might beget more sons. As of today, Jesus is not the only begotten son. We are all begotten sons. Hey, come on, did you hear me? I said, did you hear me? Until he died, he was the only begotten son, but no more. After he died and resurrected, God has not only one begotten son, God now has begot plenty sons. Oh, glory to God. But listen, the only way God could beget more sons was to let go of his only begotten son. The power of Resurrection beds multiplication. It is when you let go that that only begotten will resurrect in many sons. Are you with me? It will resurrect in many sons. So please listen to this. Jesus died the only begotten son of the father so that the father will have many more sons. Without that, the father would only have only one begotten son. But by letting go of the only begotten son, God had many more children, many more sons. John chapter 12, verse 24 and verse 25. Can you read this with me, everyone? Please, one, read. And dies. He remains alone. But if he dies, he produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Go back to 24. 
most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. <laughs> and this, he was talking about the death of Jesus. He was talking about his death. This is Jesus talking. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, remains alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. If you love the grain so much that you want to keep it, it will abide alone. If you say, no, no, I don't want my grain to die, no problem, the grain will live, but it will live alone. But if you ever want to have more grains, the only way, the only strategy is to let go of the one grain and it will bring you many more grains. Glory to God. Please, that's a principle that works in life. If you hold on to what you have, it will remain alone. The only way to have many more, much more of what you have, is to let go of what you have. God had to let go of his only begotten son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but do what? He loved the world that he gave up what he also loved dearly so that he will have much more of sons. Can someone say hallelujah? You know, I've been teaching on business and financial prosperity. Let me tie this to the things I have been saying. Last week I taught on giving. I think if you apply this, it is going to help you. If you do not let go what you have, you can prosper. The mystery of prosperity, I call that the paradox of prosperity in my book, the paradox of prosperity, is that in our own kingdom, you don't get, you don't prosper by getting, you actually prosper by giving. The more liberal you are, the more prosperous you will become. The more generous you are, the more prosperous you will become. The more stingy you are, the more in lack you will be. If you're stingy, then prosperity will elude you. Your grain will be alive, but it will be alone. Your money will be alive, but it will be alone. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying now? Until you learn to make a sacrifice. That is why greatness comes at a cost. Greatness comes at a cost. By the way, if you love your life, the Bible says you will lose it. Is that what it says? You know, there are many people that don't go far because they love their life so much. They become shut in, closed up. They don't even know how to relate. They don't know how to relate. Hey, me, I'm an introvert. Hey, me, I don't like to make friends. Hey, me, you see, I keep to myself. Oh. Hey, me, I don't know. If that's your song, you better change it. May God give you a new song. If you will ever become anything in life, you must come out of your closet. You must be ready to die. Come on, is somebody here? Also? You must be ready to do what? Die. To die. 
you must be ready to die. You must be ready to suffer. You must be ready to pay the price. You must be ready. Give of your time. Give of your talent. Give of your skill. Give of yourself. What you keep back will not multiply. Please, I hope you're hearing me. What you keep back will not multiply. What you keep back. <laughs> uh, in the first service, let me mention it here. I was saying that a few days ago, I felt like a failure. felt I've not done well as a pastor. We came to church, we were thinking about 190 something. And when I got and the offering that evening, I was in shock. I almost had diarrhea. Asked my wife, how much offering did you give? She told me. Then I added to the one I gave that evening. And it was like half of what everybody gave. And I said, excuse me? Did someone steal the money? I don't understand. How could it be that low? I don't want to, to, to disappoint you by telling you the figure. It was a shock. Then I looked at the heavy men, powerful men, driving cars, looking very nice. Are you telling me a combination of these people? They gave this? I said, no, I'm not doing well at all. I did not blame you. I blamed myself. Maybe I'm not teaching you enough. But I hope you're hearing me today. One very easy way for you to live in poverty, for you to live in smallness, for you to not to go far in life, is to hold back. To begin to let go, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying now? That's a good message of Easter. But when you let it go, it will resurrect into many more. Just like Jesus resurrected as many sons. That's why you are a son of God. Can you say, I am a son of God? Say it again, I am the begotten son of God. Can someone shout hallelujah? Number four. You know, when you plant a seed, what comes out of the earth is not what you planted. Because what you planted in the earth dies. And a new body emerges from the earth. Is that correct? Now come on, is that correct? Eventually when it begins to bring out grains, that grain is not the same thing you planted. It's a new body. It's a new body. What is the difference between the resurrection and raising from the dead that we saw before? The Bible says of Jesus, he was the first fruit of those that died. What it means is that before Jesus, nobody had resurrected before. But people were raised from the dead before. Even Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Raised the daughter of Jairus from the dead. I'm sure you remember that? In the Old Testament, people were raised from the dead. But the Bible says Jesus was the first fruits of those that died. Glory to God. On the night Jesus died, people came out of the grave. When the blood of Jesus hit the earth, there was an earthquake. The Bible says many people that died came out and went into the city. That's what the Bible says. But when Jesus resurrected, they said he was the first to rise from the dead. Why? And I'm going to tell you. Everyone that rose before Jesus rose with the same body. 
everyone that rose before Jesus. When Jesus called for Lazarus, Lazarus come forth. He did not rise from the grave with a different body. He rose with the same body. When Jesus brought Jairus' daughter from the dead, he rose with the same body. Come on, is somebody here, Rosanna? But when Jesus rose from the dead, he rose with an eternal body. He rose with what you call the resurrection body. He rose with a celestial body. He rose with an incorruptible, immortal body. Can someone say hallelujah? That is the difference between the resurrection. And beloved, there is coming a resurrection for every one of us. Everyone that dies will resurrect in Christ Jesus. Everyone. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, let me read from verse 36. Is someone blessed this morning? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 36. Foolish one. What you sow is not made alive unless it dies. Unless it dies. 37. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases. And to its seed, its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. There are also, notice this, celestial bodies and there are terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is what? Is another. Verse 41, there is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. Take note of this. The body is shown in corruption. It is raised what? Come on, preach with me, church. It is raised what? In incorruption. Go on. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised how? It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown in natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. That's the difference. All the people that came out from the dead, they rose with a natural body instead. But when you resurrect from the dead, by the power of God, you are given a spiritual body. Not subject to corruption. Not subject to decay. Not subject to pain. Not subject to disease. Not subject to affliction. That is the body that you're clothed with. The Bible says we don't pray and desire that we be unclothed. But we ask to be clothed upon so that mortality might put on immortality. Can someone say hallelujah? There is a natural body, friends, and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam 
became what? The last Adam. That was the last Adam. That's why if someone as a child of God tells you that you have the nature of Adam, you said, no, you don't. Because the last Adam was Christ Jesus. After Christ Jesus, we are no more of the Adamic race. We are no more of the Adamic nature. We have been set free from the limitations of Adam. Because the last Adam was called Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs> the last Adam became a quickening spirit. However, the spiritual is not first but the natural. And after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of those, the second Adam, the second man rather, is the Lord from heaven. 48. As was the man of the dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as the heavenly man, so are also those who are heavenly. We are not of Adamic nature. We are of the second man. Come on. We are from heaven. And so we must reflect the nature of the second man. Can someone say hallelujah? As we are born the image of the man of dust, we shall also be the image of the heavenly man. 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit corruption. That is to say, beloved, that the body that we will take to the kingdom of God to heaven is not this body. Because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Corruption cannot inherit incorruption. Heaven is incorruptible. So you will be clothed upon with a body that is incorruptible. You will be transformed. You will be changed. Can someone say hallelujah? Let me finish reading. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall be changed. We shall all be changed. I said we shall all be changed. We shall all be changed. We shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and a dead will be raised incorruptible. The dead will be raised what? With a new body. That is the first resurrection. They will be raised with an incorruptible body. And we that are alive will be changed. Our body will be transformed into a new celestial, incorruptible, immortal body. Can somebody say hallelujah? For this corruptible must put on, must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. Verse 14. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Can somebody say hallelujah? Beloved, what a hope we have in Christ Jesus. What a hope. What a glorious hope. What a glorious destiny. That's why if you're not born again, today should be your day so that you can look forward to this transformation. To receive the incorruptible body. To be transformed into immortality. And have to live in heaven with Jesus. Can someone say hallelujah? So like the seed which comes up with another body. Christ did not rise with the same body. He did not also shed his body. You know sometimes you watch movies. 
And as Jesus is coming out of the grave, something falls off like a garment. And they say that is his old body. That is against scripture. The body did not fall off. His body was encapsulated, was clothed upon, was covered by the incorruptible, glorious body of God. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? And that is what's going to happen. Okay, sometimes you watch the rapture, film of the rapture, and you find people's bodies dropping, and they are going, the body's dropping. That is, they don't read the Bible well between the lines. That's not what it should be. You'll be clothed upon. Bible says, if our earthly body of this tabernacle is dissolved, we have a heavenly body reserved in heaven for us. It's a glorious inheritance. Can somebody say hallelujah? Okay, so let me bring this to an end. And I will end by saying that that resurrection power is available for you today. You know, Martha said to Jesus, at the death of Lazarus. If you have been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you if you believe you'll see the glory of God? Your brother shall live again. Say, yeah, I know. I know my brother shall live at the resurrection. And Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. So we talk about a glorious body tomorrow and, and it's okay, yes, it's going to happen at the resurrection, but today, you can experience that resurrection. That's what Jesus was saying to those two sisters. I said, you don't need to wait till the glorious morning to experience the resurrection power of God. That even today, you can experience that resurrection. Romans chapter 8 verse 18. Let's read that together as we close. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 rather. Verse 11. Can you read this with me everybody? One please read. dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit. <laughs> Glory to God. I think it's the King James that says that spirit will quicken your mortal bodies. Will give life to your mortal bodies. The context of that scripture is that Paul was asking the people not to live according to the flesh but to live according to the spirit. If you live according to the flesh, you're subject to the things of the flesh. You're subject to sin. You're subject to disease. You're subject to the curse. You're subject to all the things that destroy the body. But you can get liberated from that realm of life and begin to live by the Spirit of God. So Paul said, you don't need to worry. You don't need to go far. If that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of you, that same Spirit that quickened and brought Jesus from the dead is able to also give life to your body. And this morning, I want to believe God by his spirit to give life to your body. Amen? If there is anything that is dead in your life, this morning, it must come alive. There's anything dead in your body, anything. Maybe you're sick, maybe the doctor has pronounced, oh, this is not working. This part of your body is not working. It will begin to work today. In the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know what is dead. Maybe it's your business. You're struggling in an area and you need divine intervention. The resurrection power of God can bring a turnaround. Maybe it's your marriage. You need the resurrection power of God. It is available here and can do a quick miracle. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please stand on your feet and let's pray. Oh, thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Receive. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Thank God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lika Soto Bradea. Zande Bradede Barosa Latadi Dadia. Mando Soto Brade Ketele de Bedebo Shalatadi. That resurrection power is here. What is it that you need? Receive it. His word cannot fail. What has he said to you? Say, God, bring this word to pass. This is my third day. This is my third day. No conspiracy of hell can stop the fulfillment of this word. Receive a manifestation. Receive the fulfillment today. Is someone praying this morning? If you're sick in the body, receive healing now. Receive healing. Receive healing if you're sick in the body. Receive healing. Receive healing. If there's any part of you that has been pronounced dead, let the Spirit of God quicken it, bring it to life now. Receive life. Receive life into that dream. Receive life into that situation. Oh, Lika Santa Libra Dea. Jacata de Bandali The Bible says that you were you died with Jesus, you were buried with him and when you resurrected when Jesus resurrected you resurrected with him into a newness of life. I wanted to say Lord may I not live in the old man. May I live in the new man. May I live a new kind of life. A life free from sin and unrighteousness. A life full of power. A life of victory. A life that is free from fear. Jesus took upon himself flesh and blood so that he might destroy the one that had the power of death and release those of us who throw fear. We're subject to bondage. So today, if you have fear in your heart, set yourself free. Oh, Santa Libra, de de de. Dande barato shalatani. 
I declare your healing now. I declare your healing. I declare your complete healing. I declare your healing now. You're healed in the name of Jesus. 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 Let the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead quicken that dead body. Quicken that mortal body. Bring life back to every part that is dead now. In the mighty name of Jesus. I declare your victory today. Please listen to this. Even if you're a good man, you're a good woman, you've been struggling to do all the right things. If you have not at any time consciously accepted Jesus and confessed him as Lord of your life and your Savior. You have never confessed your sins and invited Jesus into your heart for forgiveness. You have never received and appropriated the blood of Jesus that saves from sin. No matter your efforts and your good intentions, you are still in your sin. You are still in your sin. We can only be saved by what Jesus has done. We can only be saved by the blood that was shed for us. The Bible says without blood there is no forgiveness of sin. Without blood there cannot be justification. You're here. You know yourself. What a glorious opportunity this Easter morning. You know you need to make a personal connection with the saving grace of God through what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Today, the Spirit of God has convicted your heart. You may be coming to church. You may be coming to church. But people do not know what is in the privacy of your heart. God alone knows. Today, you want to turn over to him. Please, lift up your hand where you're standing. I want to receive you into God's kingdom. You're one of them. And today, you're saying, I want to accept him as my Lord and my Savior. I want to have a personal walk with him. I want to intimately get to know him. Please lift up your hand if you're one of them and let me pray for you now. Is there anyone that is making that confession? You want to be saved? You want your Jesus to come into your heart now? If there is anyone, please lift up your hand. Let me pray Showword Assembly is a Bible teaching ministry operating at different locations. Every Sunday by 9 a.m., we experience supernatural encounter with God as we worship Him and drink from the fountain of His Word. Every Thursday, we meet at 6 p.m. for teaching, prayer, and breaking of bread. If you need a church that will equip you to grow in the faith, empower you to succeed in life, and give you a platform to serve the Lord, Welcome to Shoreward Assembly. To learn more about us, visit shorewordassembly.org. Remember, with God, all things are possible. So expect a miracle today. And when you're coming for the next service, bring a friend along. Shoreward, raising champions.